What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. My name is Alex and I am not a virgin. I know we'll be all right. I know we'll be all right. I know we'll be all right forever. So growing up, uh, I always thought I was going to wait to have sex, like, until I was married. And that all kind of went out of the window when I was 18 years old. I had a ton of first times that kind of had nothing to do with that when I was 18. I wanted to just try everything. I wanted to try alcohol, and it was the first time that I smoked weed and swearing openly and standing for what I believed and not just beliefs that matched how I was raised. And one of those things was going all the way. (laughs) I don't know how else to say it without feeling. I'm still getting used to talking about sex, like, publicly. I also had a girlfriend at 18. And for this story, we're going to call her Ocean. And if you know me, you know exactly why she's called Ocean. Um, And we were dating when I was 18 years old. You have to understand, and I think for everybody, like, the first time, like, losing your virginity is super special. Like, it's like a very special moment. Or at least you like hype it up to be, I guess, is like you you imagine that there's like a bed of roses and there's like the perfect song is playing and there's one beam of moonlight hitting like your significant other right on the cheek and it's like beautiful. Uh, If that was you, congratulations, like good for you. I wish that that's how it was for me, but unfortunately uh, it wasn't. And it's not in a negative way. I think it's just in a this is what real life is like kind of way. We were, I think we were on the beach. This, it didn't happen on the beach. We were on the beach and we were just like kissing and stuff. And she randomly was just like, yo, do you want to do it? And I was like, yeah, bet it. Why not? By the way, it's Wednesday. Like uh, there's no worse day. I think if we're going with the worst day to lose your virginity, Wednesday wins. Um, So we left the beach. We went to CVS, got some condoms and it kind of just happened. And I don't know what it is about 
that first time versus drinking for the first time, getting drunk, you know, blacking out on a subway, which I'll tell you guys about one day. But this one just felt different. And I, and I had a different expectation of what losing my virginity would be like. And here I am on a Wednesday night with a girl who to this day I still have mad love for, but by no means was the, you know, perfect, magical love. I woke up the next day thinking I was gonna be, you know, smitten by God or, or my mom was gonna call me and tell me she hated me or, or something significant was gonna happen. But I woke up and the world didn't end. It was just another Thursday. Looking back at the experience, building up what it would be, here I am on a Thursday morning having just lost my virginity and there you have it. That's it. I lost my virginity. No longer a virgin. And that got me thinking, how important are first times really? So to help me on my journey, I have a couple of friends. I have my good friend who is a therapist, Karen Ehrlichman, and then I have my very good friend, Neza. And they're going to help me kind of figure out what's all the fuss about a first time. I'm Alex Iono, and this is Let's Get Into It. Yo, what's up? This is Alex Iono, and this is my podcast. It's called Let's Get Into It. And we talk about all of the things that I feel like we all want to know about. And so uh, we're here talking about first times in general. Um, We're going to be talking about a bunch of different first times, but I think there's obviously one clear first time that is, you know, the hot topic in everybody's minds, I guess. I have two of my very close friends, one of them being Karen Ehrlichman, who is my wisdom tree. She is my go-to for life advice and all things mental health, love, everything. Uh, and also with me is one of my very, very dear friends that I've met since I've been in LA. She is an insanely talented singer, songwriter. I'm going to call her a producer because I'm manifesting that she's going to be an insane producer as well. Actress, social media influencer, activist, all of, literally she does everything. One of my very good friends, Neza. Ladies, how are you? What is up? Hey. This is weird doing it from a Zoom call, but... <laughs> it's the new norm. I'm, it's the new yes, norm. It's the new norm. I'm learning. It's making me t- like a tech whiz. Like I've had to learn so much about technology, so many Zoom calls and... We all work at the Genius Bar now. We're literally all Genius Bar experts now. Karen, how are you? I am. I'm COVID good today. That's been my new response because I have to qualify everything. I know. We've talked many times how much you hate the term. How are you? Oh, no. I'm I'm just learning to give a real response instead of just (laughs) the, you know, like the automatic response. So but actually I'm having a COVID good day today. I like that. I like that. I, like I think I'm going to make my I'm going to make my automatic response. How much time do you have? And they exactly. go, what? <laughs> well, you said, how am I? How much time do you have? Um, but we're talking about first times and I'm very excited because there's so many different types of first times. So Neza, you and I are going to get through all of the 20 year old first time, Ooh. you know, conversations and oh, we're going to spare yikes. we're going to spare Karen uh, the trip down memory lane. But then after we take a break from talking with you, Neza, I'm going to talk to Karen and we're going to talk about the actual value of a first time and what makes it so special. And then lastly, we're going to talk about first times that aren't necessarily sexual because I think that there's so many first times that shape us as human beings that have nothing to do with romance. But before we get into that, we have a very, very special question. I ask all of the guests, including myself, each episode, and it is, what have you been doing this week to improve your life? Karen and Neza, I will let you guys have a little bit of time to think while I tell you mine. So 
I am a very, very big procrastinator. And one of the biggest things that I've been doing this week is actually a, it's a tip I got from a book called 10 Habits of Successful People. And a tip that they give you is to like chant a mantra, which is do it now. And you say it 50 times a day, every day when you wake up and before you go to bed. So you say, do it now, do it now, do it now, do it now. And what's supposed to do is like, I guess, embed in your brain the concept of doing a task right now and doing it instead of pushing it off and being like, oh, I could probably do that tomorrow, um, doing it right now. And again, by no means this week was I like an anti-procrastinator, like I still procrastinated, but there were a couple of things like taking out the trash where I was like, oh, I got to take the trash out. And then my mind was like, do it now. And then I was like, ah, and then my mind was like, do it now. And so I did it. So that's what I've been doing to improve myself this week. Karen, do you have anything? I do. So this week I... um joined a somatic practice group for white people focused on dismantling white supremacy. Wow. I know it's big a big love. one. Big, it's a big, big, one. big love. Big yeah. love. That's massive, especially for where we are right now. We're recording this podcast uh, mid quarantine yeah. um, and still amid insane amounts of racial injustice and, mm-hmm. um, and racial inequality. And so uh, little steps like that, are are so profound. So I definitely want to uh, to you know commend you for for that. And and um, I'm very grateful that I have amazing friends who are pushing for forward change. Honestly, that may be my best response this whole uh, podcast season to your question of all my <laughs> other things about like cocktails and books I'm reading and whatever. Like I think this is my the 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 self improvement I'm most proud of. It's definitely one to be be proud of, but don't discount your cocktail making because you probably are. <laughs> I think you might have leveled up. This is not to to lighten up what how amazingly incredible your response this episode is, but other episodes you you probably are making some crazy margaritas at this point. That so I'm true. sure that everything you do is amazing. Everything you do is amazing. Neza, do you have something for me? Yes. So if you know me, all my friends know I cannot get myself to work out. It's probably been a good year. And then especially this year, I just, I don't know. I kind of, you know, not being, you know, in the dance industry any longer, I don't really go to dance class regularly. And especially with COVID, like all the dance studios have been closed down. So I finally last week started working out my girls. We've been working out at home. They like send me routines, trying to get the booty gains, you know, Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> cause yeah, it's, it's, it's about time. So that's, that's I like that doing. fitness, yeah. health is wealth, health is wealth. These, we got a good set of answers today. Look at us. We're, we're changing the world. We're changing ourselves and we're yes. changing our butts. It's three of the most important <laughs> things to change. Three of the most important things to change. Uh, we've goofed off long enough. Neza, it's time for us to goof off more. Um, Oof. Karen, we will be with you in just a second, but Neza. We're talking first times. And I want you to know, I took the first step. I told my story, which by the way, no means perfect. No means glamorous. There was, there was no music. Actually, there might've been music playing, Um, (laughs) but I don't know. You know, I'm not going to go into too deep of details, but um, for our purposes in this segment, we have been talking about, you know, the, the first times, you know, going all the way, losing your virginity. Let's just address right. the big one right here, right now, without, you know, w- by sharing as many details as you want okay. and not sharing anything you don't want. What was your what was your first experience like? Was it exactly what you hoped for? Was it the kind of the same as me where it wasn't bad, but it was like 
wasn't exactly what you were imagining or was it like no way this is lame wish i <laughs> wish i could undo you know what looking back i can't really remember like the full details of it um and then going off of your story i don't i don't think i've ever heard anyone tell like a perfect you know fairy tale like kind of first time losing their virginity i have never heard a perfect losing virginity story that's true I don't think I have, but mine, mine was, it might be TMI, but we're going to do it. Um, okay. <laughs> so my first time, which so sorry, mom and dad, um, I lost my virginity at 16. Um, and it was, it was like um, schedule pickup day at school. And I was class president, student council, all, all of it. So I told my parents that I had to be there at a, like earlier than I actually had to. And, <laughs> and my boyfriend at the time lived close by campus. So I basically walked over there and it was also his first time. So we lost our virginities together. Oh, see, that probably, at least has some sweetness yeah. to it. Yeah, we lost it together and... It, I don't know. I, it could have been, obviously, it's our first time. So obviously, that's one of the big reasons why it wasn't like, per, like, you know, perfect, I guess. But something that happened that I remember very specifically, which is weird, because you remember the traumatic stuff. I don't remember, like, how it felt. I don't really remember, like, what we did. But <laughs> I didn't know about cherry popping at that age. I didn't oh know my that that goodness. was a thing. Yeah, I didn't know. And I had just gotten my period maybe like I was a late bloomer. So I had maybe just only had it for like a year. And so basically like midway, I just like, you know, there's just like blood everywhere. And I was like, what is going on? And we both started freaking out because I was like, it's not my period. Like what's going on? And so I remember we just like stopped. Like we we ended up like finishing, but like we just like stopped and it was like, we were just like freaking out because we didn't know what was going on. And it wasn't until maybe like even months later that I like read like what that was like that you like pop because a lot of girls don't do don't get that. A lot of girls don't go through the cherry popping thing. There's so, yeah. a lot. Of, that's a lot of details. And that- Nez's parents do not. <laughs> so sorry. Do so- not. By the way, now that you set the tone with that story. Yeah, I am. I'm I'm I can I'll, I'm a lot less uh, uncomfortable with asking you questions. Okay. It's interesting, though, because you brought up a good point. You didn't know about something. Right. And so that yeah. might be um, whether that be proof or an example of the age in which we're starting to do first times might be a little bit too early. Speaking of that age, uh, I have some statistics here that are interesting, which we actually contradict. Uh, In high school ages, on average, boys have their first time an average of three months earlier than girls, which is funny because in this scenario, you had yours two years before me. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But that all flip flops once you go away to college um, or at least, uh, you know, once you dropped out of high school <laughs> for me. Yeah. <laughs> there are more, uh, I guess the point is, is that once you get past that 18-year-old phase into 19, there are way more 19-year-old guy virgins than there are 19-year-old women virgins. Um, or I guess really? there are more 19-year-old guys who are virgins than 19-year-old women who are virgins. Um, and I have no idea why that is. Do you have any idea why that is? 
No, I mean, that's what going into college, you're a college freshman, you're yeah away from parents, you're like experienced adult life, but that that's crazy. But then to it me. switches. Would, yeah, but then it switched. You know, maybe there's like a, a reason why that happens in the sense of maybe, you know, I know for me, my dad was a lot more strict in terms of rules mm. with my sisters than for me. So maybe mm. it's something that once, you know, women who are, who are raised in like that a house where their parents are super strict, yep. get out of that. They're freed from their, you know, from their strict kind of um, confines. Yeah. They have this freedom and they kind of go out and explore it. I think also. Well, that was me. Okay, well then, perfect. Not, but, but not, not at in sense of virginity, <laughs> not in the sense of virginity, but like just wilding out. Like I was so, so like constrained. Like I was like couldn't go anywhere, couldn't have sleepovers, couldn't even go to the movies with friends when I was in high school. Mm. And then when I moved out to LA, I was just like, "Oh, I'm on my own. Let me go meet boys." So, right. so I think that that does make sense. Like girls are probably just like now that they're out, they're free, they get to explore without like having parents. Yeah you know, over them and makes sense. I'm, I'm, I'm also interested at the idea that like, I feel like in terms of hormones, like I'm curious how, mm. you know, I know guys once they're young, it's like, they're just, you're just flooded with them. Like everything you see <laughs> is sex. You're like, ah, I need it. Ah. And maybe once it gets into college, it's kind of like if you didn't do it in high school, then mm -hmm. maybe you're just amongst a different group of boys or a different group of men who, Maybe, you know, there's a lot of incels. There's a lot of, you know, yep. um, voluntary cells. I don't know how the opposite of an involuntary <laughs> celibacy is like a voluntary, like yeah, people, people who really did want to wait. So I'm not 100% sure, but it is interesting seeing all of those things. Um, I'm more interested between you and me. We've been friends for a long time. Let's just yeah. shoot down the list of other first times that you do kind of. I know we're kind of going backwards because sex is like the ultimate first time. Yeah. But let's just see who let's let's check our ages of first times before that. OK. When was the first time that you like held hands, but not just like held hands with somebody, but like when you did it and it was like a romantic thing because I know exactly Ooh. when mine was it had to have been with like my first official boyfriend in middle school middle school um, okay so that was uh, mine was about middle school grade. mine was seventh grade okay seventh mine grade was there seventh we go grade. okay yes. so seventh grade we're tied first yes. kiss first kiss was seventh grade with also seventh guy. grade mine was seventh grade summer oh same guy that's pretty cute. same guy yeah. I was a I was a bit of a dog back in the days. So <laughs> my first hold hands and my first kiss was a little too different. You know, we got to switch it up. How about the first time that you uh, I don't know how to say this in between kissing and, and having sex. Oh, no. That's the. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But the interesting, um, this is what's interesting is I know a lot of people who actually have sex before they go into like other stuff really like, that's the first thing they do sexually is that so they don't have oh. the like the little like eighth grade like getting to figure out what bodies are types oh. of situations oh. which that was me eighth grade i was this is literally i this is embarrassing and, and i don't even know if this is allowed to be in the podcast but <laughs> everything other than sex for me did it in eighth grade really okay not me <laughs> Um, everything. Okay. Let me repeat that. Everything other than sex, eighth grade. No way. I mean, it's that's not like so out there for me because like all my friends in eighth grade were, you know, exploring. We were some nasty I, ass kids. We're nasty yeah, ass kids. Y'all, y'all, yeah. parents everywhere. 
If your kid's in eighth grade, nasty ass kid, I guarantee you. <laughs> there's a 10% chance, there's a 10% chance your kid is not a nasty ass kid in eighth grade. Yeah, yeah. I I think the the only, the only thing I went as far as doing in middle school was like, that was my first make out, like the first time I made out with a boy. Oh, Ben, But the ben. first time, yeah, <laughs> but the first time I did other things uh, in between wasn't until I was 19. Oh, so you so, were one of those people who had sex first and then did the other things. Yep. I hadn't. You're one of the people I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It was like, it was one of those things where it was like, when was that going to happen? Like my first time obviously was like, so, you know, blood everywhere. We didn't, I, we freaked out. I wasn't, I didn't know what that was. I didn't know what going down on someone was. <laughs> I didn't know any of that. And so, and then that first time freaked me out so much that I didn't have sex again until I was 19. Oh, that's wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nah, once you, so. hey, once you set me on the track, I was like a Hot Wheels dog. I was zooming into it. Um, Not Hot Wheels. Oh no. I'm the most. I for for somebody who's only who who's had sex with less than like ten women at this point in my life. I sure mm. talk like I have like the longest list. Like yeah. I'm like, yeah, I was a dog back then. I was having <laughs> sex at least once, maybe twice a year. That I think I don't know what else. Oh yeah, how about this? This is a good one. What about the first time you fell in love? And like oh, try and it's hard. We I've talked about it before, but like try and yeah, differentiate. Try and differentiate when you fell in love. Like oh, I'm in love with you. Like sixth grade Kelsey Thomas. Yeah. I'm gonna even give her a name shout out because Ooh. she was my sixth grade love. Um, hey. But uh, but try and differentiate that from somebody who you're like okay, I actually did love that person. Yeah, it's hard because like looking back, like I still I still remember being so. Cause I, the first time I said, I love you to someone was, um, in high school with the boy that I lost my virginity to. Right. And looking back, I don't really like, it felt like love in the moment, but now that I've, you know, been in mature relationships since, like, I know what like real love really is. So it's hard to go back and be like, did I love you? Or was it lust? Or was it just like puppy love? I don't know. Um, the first time I was been really, really in love and I actually haven't been in love like that since was my six year relationship that ended mm. about three years ago. So right. that's the only time I can say Say that. his name and his address. Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, no, I agree with you, though. And, and I've talked about this with many people before, um, probably even a podcast episode uh, in differentiating love versus lust. Like even, yeah. you know, I know that the, like the girl I lost my virginity to, I don't even know if I was in like love, like full on marriage love. I think I'm, I know I was in at least puppy love, like that young mm -hmm. type of love. But I might not have been in love until I was like 20 years old. So that yeah. first time is kind of hard to differentiate. It's not as easy as like, um, you know, a, a cherry popping where you can guarantee this was the first time ever. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like yeah. you don't know the first time, I guess. There's there's so many different things. Um, and my last question before we go into a break, is there anything going back to your actual first time? Um, is there anything about it? Looking back, obviously, if it was a perfect scenario with the bed of roses and the moonlight shining and perfect music, yeah. but like in a real, like a realistic way, is there anything that you would change about your first time? Would you take it back? Would you do it with somebody else? Would you have waited a little longer? Would you have maybe looked up what, what, you know, how women's bodies work when you lose your virginity? <laughs> um, yeah. You know, what, what would you I change? Hate, I hate to say that, like, cause I don't regret things. You know, I've learned to just not regret things. Um, so it's not that I regret it 
But going back, I wish I would have either waited, not, lo- not much longer. I wasn't trying to be like a virgin until 20s, you know, but um, just because I like to experience things and I like to just like live life to the fullest. Um, but I do wish I would have waited maybe just a tad bit longer and probably with someone else because homeboy now is like low key my stalker. Oh, fun. Um, so that's that's another topic for another podcast. <laughs> 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 so that's a whole nother story. But yeah, I wish I would have waited a little bit. That makes sure. sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's, you know, it's it's one of those things where is it ever going to be perfect? Like you said, no, I've never heard a perfect story where somebody's never. like, yeah, it was awesome. One of my never. friends literally did like backyard in the dirt type of stories. Like I've, there's I've, never a perfect I've done story. The backyard thing. No, you've done it or you've heard it because I, I, I've I done the backyard thing. Oh, yikes. And on that note, let's take a break. Um, for real, though, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to get a little bit more serious. Karen and I are going to talk about the value of a first time. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union and Navy Federal. It's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years and not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules a day smart metabolic burn by brain md can kickstart your metabolism fight stubborn body fat especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey right now save over 30 percent on smart metabolic burn at getsmartburn.com the lowest price anywhere that's getsmartburn.com don't delay transform your life with smart metabolic burn from brain md these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration our products are not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease right here right now find your beautiful new floor at right rug flooring choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee visit rightrug.com that's r-i-t-e-r-u-g.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you 24-month financing is available with approved credit for 90 years we've been right here right now Right Rug Flooring. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. 
Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease right here right now find your beautiful new floor at right rug flooring choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee visit rightrug.com that's r-i-t-e-r-u-g.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you 24-month financing is available with approved credit for 90 years we've been right here right now Right Rug Flooring. All right. Welcome back. This is Let's Get Into It. And we are talking about first times. Neza and I just had a funny-ass conversation about first times from top to bottom, all about love and lust and sex and all of that fun stuff. But now it's time to actually dive into what the value of first time is. And to help me dive into that, I have Karen Ehrlichman, therapist, life coach, wisdom tree, literally you name it, she does it. Uh, Karen, how are you? I am so looking forward to this conversation. I know. It's it's actually something interesting to me because, uh, you know, I've since obviously having my first time, I've been in loads of different relationships and different flings and hookups and all of that. And some of those scenarios being more special to me, obviously, than that first time. But when you're a kid, you know, you hear so much about losing your virginity and how special it is. So I just wanted to dive into that with you because I know that a lot of people, there might even be like some shame and some guilt about doing your first time, quote unquote, the wrong way. And so I kind of want to like dive into that. So what is important, I guess, to our psyche when it comes to like the first time of anything realistically, but what is it about our psyche that makes the first time be like, this is it? Well, one of the things that comes to mind is actually how as kids and then as teenagers, we're trying to figure out who we are and what our own values are. So there's, and you made reference to this a little bit, Alex, like what we're told from our parents, what we learn, like what is right and what is wrong And then we have our own internal experience of who we are. Like, I agree with that. I don't agree with that. Or why do we have to do it that way? All those things. And then in the time that you spend, like not with your family or like not at church or not in wherever are those places that are teaching us what who we're supposed to be, we're trying to figure it out on our own. So that's one thing is cultivating that sense of your own identity and your own values. And actually a lot of like sex education programs have a whole piece called values clarification. I'm making like little air quotes as I say that. So really like who am I and what do I actually care about? Mm. And I feel like on top of that, right? So it's like 
who am I and what do I care about? There's all of this pressure. And this is a whole deeper, deeper topic that is automatically applied to most of us, if not all of us as children and growing up where it's like the novelty of everything. The first time that you get something like the first business you start has to be successful. The first, you know, woman you date or lose your virginity to has to be the one. All of that. In in the long run, how important is novelty to our sense of like our overall happiness in the big picture? Oh, very important. Like if you think about some more mundane first times, like just going from baby food to real food, right? Like mm. if you can picture, right? Like you're an uncle, right? Picture that moment or like when a kid tries something for the first time, like this is very low risk. This is not sex. This is just food. <laughs> One of our favorite topics, right? Is like, yes. I'm now like trying to figure out, is this pleasurable? Is this not pleasurable? Is this going to hurt me or harm me? Like we're, we're biological organisms, right? So part mm. of what happens is we're trying to determine whether something is going to hurt us or help us. Am I going to die or am I going to live to tell the story? Is this going to be feel good or feel bad? And those memories, even of small things, stay with us for our whole lives, right? We have us, mm. we remember it in our brains and in our bodies. And there's a feeling of like the, the line between thrill and excitement versus fear can be very fuzzy sometimes, right? So mm. it's like your body reacts in the same way when you're really excited about something. Like think about the first time you performed, right? Like right. you get this mix of like, I'm so excited and like, holy fuck, I am terrified. Absolutely. And so being able to figure out what's my fear and what's my excitement and the part that is thrill, we just want more and more and more of that. You actually answered my next question, which was attaching emotional weight to our firsts. But I think what you said, too, when it came to something as simple as, you know, feeding a baby like real food for the first time, I literally last week gave my niece Mila um her first ever sip of a Jack in the Box Oreo milkshake, oh, uh, which for me God. is a big deal. And like, I, yeah, that's a that's also a first. And I think that's what we'll get into in this last section of the podcast is like the firsts that aren't as like insane or might not seem as insane, but actually are super crucial to life. Like I didn't think the first time you eat regular food, that is so crucial because for me, somebody who loves food. There was a moment in which I had that for the first time and I was like, wow, this is this? Like, what? Or like the first time I really got to eat like a really high-end steak and I could appreciate it and I can go, wow, this is what a prime rib tastes like, you know, whatever that is. So now I guess developing, right? And, and that's where a lot of the first times happen is this development into an adult. So thinking about that development um, and knowing that, things that I once did for the first time, uh, I'm so much better at now. Like you said, performing. I remember the first time performing and it was such a rush, but at the same time, my voice was like, ah, uh, and it wasn't, I don't know what that, that's going to be a soundbite for some weird meme. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but when I started to, you know, learn how to perform, learn how to hold my pitch, at first I was terrible about it, but what's happening in our brains as we continue to try as a first, like, the second try. Sometimes the second try is just as special or more special or just as important or more important than the first. You know what I mean? Yes. We're literally creating a neural pathway in our brains that um, the more we practice, the more uh, we repeat a certain behavior, 
the the stronger that neural pathway is, which is partly why it's really hard to change habits that are not healthy for us, because sometimes there's a really deep neural path. That groove is really deep and very well oiled, and we can just slide right into it, excuse the metaphor, really easily. <laughs> but when we're little... Everything is a new neural pathway, right? Crawling, walking, talking, reading, riding a bicycle, right? It's like if you can picture in your mind, just wait till you get to teach your niece how to ride a bicycle, right? Like when she gets to that age, like when you get to that point where you're like, I'm going to fall down, I'm going to bleed, I'm going to die, don't drop me, you know? And then all of a sudden you're like, I got this! Right. You know, it's like that. And so then we have that neural pathway, not just in our brains, but in our bodies that say yes, I can do this, then mm. it's like, we're like, bring it. Okay, that's a good point. And, and I guess since we're, we're talking about like riding a bike, for instance, I remember when I first rode a bike, I fell down so many times. So the first time I actually got on a bike, it was a shitty experience. Yep. So unlike my sexual experience, which was, yeah, it wasn't perfect, but I still am like cool with it. If I could go back and not scrape, like I have a scar on my knee still to this day from the first time I tried riding a bike. How important is it then for an experience when your first time is bad to get back up on the horse or to try it again, even though you had a negative experience? Because like, yeah, for instance, if you try sea urchin for the first time and you hate it, nothing about having sea urchin again will make it like you could you could never have sea urchin again for the rest of your life and your life doesn't change at all. But let's say you fall in love for the first time or you lose your virginity and it's just the worst experience so bad that you actually wish you could go back and change it. How important is it to actually go on to that second try or that third try and really get back on the horse is a term that I've heard, you know, every time because that term comes from when you get bucked off of a horse and getting back on it. What's that importance, you know, to you? Well, I think one of the things that has a huge influence is how the other people around us react. So if you have Mm. somebody else in your life who says, don't ever do that again, or what were you thinking, or you shouldn't have done that, or like they make you feel bad about yourself, because you didn't do it well or you didn't do it right or you shouldn't have done it in the first place, that then gets attached to our memory of the experience. But if you have somebody who says, that's awesome, you can do it, just get right back up, I believe in you, you got this, and you have somebody who was really like seeing you as as your best and encouraging you and is not like hijacking the whole thing with their own fear or need to control you're going to pick that up too. And you're going to be like, I can do it. I can do this. This person Mm. who cares about me is telling me I got this. I got this. Mm, Yes. And I want to make a note, by the way, if you are somebody who had a poor sexual experience, don't let somebody else just say, get back on. You got this. You got this. Make sure they're the right person. It's a, it's very important. Um, that was my quick side note. Agreed. So, So here's something that I want to bring up as well, because I know that unfortunately there is a reality in this world that your first time isn't anything that you had hoped for. It it could be something that was maybe not fully your choice or fully your decision or something that really tarnished something that's supposed to be special for you. And um, there's this phrase that I've heard, which is like reclaiming your first time so that you can have it the way that you want to. Can you say anything that speaks to that? Absolutely. A couple things. One is I'm a huge fan of do-overs and being able to say, you know what, that the way it went down 
didn't work. And so I am making I'm claiming a do over. And then mm. and I want it to go like this. And this is where I want it to happen. And I'm not just talking about first time with sex. It can be anything. So do over. Um, and the other thing is that the words we use to describe it, like losing your virginity or like I gave something away and all of that kind of stuff, like your body is yours. Your mm. sexuality is yours. Nobody can take that from you. So even if you had a negative experience, it's still yours. You choose what you want to share with somebody. But the reclaiming is to remember that you belong to yourself. Woo-wee. I only only thing I even want to add to that is that there is no expiration date for that either. Like, as you're saying this, I'm like, it could be. You could be 70 million, you could be 100 partners deep, or you could be like whatever, and you can go, you know what? I'm actually going to go back and switch that first one That's up. right. We did it That's on this right. podcast. We did it on this podcast. You know, Karen, like we've done podcast episodes since like over a year ago, and we've reclaimed it. And I'm sure that the first podcast episode we do is not going to be the first podcast episode we've ever done. So if you're listening to this and there's any first time in your life, whether it's riding a roller coaster, falling in love, eating, a, you know, pickles and jelly sandwich whatever it is if you want that time back it is your time it is your body it's your life it's your decision your sexuality your stomach whatever it is that you want to redo as that first time or reclaim and have your opportunity and have that experience the way you want it to go fucking do it and i'm gonna say the f word yes Uh, (laughs) amen amen dope i have one last question and then i want to open it up to you because Something that keeps going through my mind is, yes, my first sexual experience wasn't as like meaningful or as special. I've had so many others with with people who I truly love. And I have that moment that's like, this is what the first time was supposed to be like. Right. If you're doing something for that hundredth time or, you know, whatever, you know, tenth time for me, um, how do you recreate that excitement? How do you rebuild it? Or I guess what's a good mindset to have so that you can still experience something special and experience something and really hold that same kind of value that you would have held if it was the first time? I love this question because this is like a, a successful marriage secret is like, You have to shake it up, mix it up, make it fun and make it new. You know, it's like instead of like we do it the same way every single time at the same day, every single week and it's 15 minutes and then we're done. Like, of course, it's going to get boring. So that's a long time. That is a long time. That might that might not make it to the podcast, but okay, I had to well, say the we'll joke. Was in we'll my, leave that to Catherine. I was like, what are you guys doing for 13 and a half minutes? Um, but so ahead. bringing something, um, you know, to bring playfulness, to bring mystery, to bring excitement, to bring newness, right? Like to something, um, you know, the people often are trying to create, recreate a first time. And maybe we'll get into this later. Not just the first time you had sex, because like it's, you know, the beginning and, and like that, that, um, primitive animal thrill where you just want to like do it all the time. Like sometimes that uh, fades a little bit and then people feel bad about themselves or they wonder what does that mean for the relationship. But um, bringing some sense of newness can really make a difference. Like, oh, we're going to 
go to a different room or we're going to experiment with something we've never done before or talk about fantasy. Um, Karen, before we take a quick break, is there anything else that you want to point out about first times? Any input, even if it's just as a as an adult who's lived a life, if it's not as a therapist um, that that you want to point out about either the importance or the lack thereof of a first time? If there is one thing, only one thing that I could change out of first times that were um, were not positive experiences, I would say if we can take the shame out, mm. that would be so powerful and transformative because the shame is the feeling of shame that people have that says not just what I did is bad, but I am bad. That will is corrosive. It will eat you alive. It will kill you. So if mm. I could change one thing, I would say we have to let go of the shame. For real, though, I think that there should be no shame. You should just own every, you know, own every little bit of it and and make it yours. You know, the more that you make it yours, the less power you give somebody else to hold it above you or over you. Right. That distinction between I wish I hadn't done that versus I am a piece of shit because I did that. That's the distinction. Mm, I love that. I love that. Well, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I get the power of two of my favorite women to come on this podcast. And we're talking about other first times. So don't go anywhere. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula, berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules Today, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease right here right now find your beautiful new floor at right rug flooring choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee visit rightrug.com that's r-i-t-e-r-u-g.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you 24-month financing is available with approved credit for 90 years we've been right here right now Right Rug Flooring. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. 
Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Burber which targets abdominal fat and OEA which curbs your appetite with just two capsules a day smart metabolic burn by brain MD can kickstart your metabolism fight stubborn body fat especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey right now save over 30% on smart metabolic burn at getsmartburn.com the lowest price anywhere that's getsmartburn.com don't delay transform your life with smart metabolic burn from brain MD these statements have not been invalidated Evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration, our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. We are back. This is the final segment of Let's Get Into It. This is the episode where we're talking about first times. And it's actually been crazy how this 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 range in which we've talked about first times i didn't even expect for it you know neza you gave us <laughs> a very vivid story that's what i'm here for which is so beautiful cuz i think women taking back that that power of yeah i this is what i did and this is what happened and that shit was tight that's to me that level of confidence is what i hope you know we can inspire in in women all over the world and something that you definitely do as a as a confident woman yourself and then karen we had a beautiful conversation about like the value of first times and it opened my eyes up to yeah, there are some of those like first times like sex or like the first time that you have somebody look at you a certain way or the first time you show somebody your body. But then there's also first times like riding a bike or like eating a sandwich or, you know, giving your niece an Oreo milkshake from Jack in the Box. Like and this isn't sponsored, by the way, but Jack in the Box, if you do want to send me an Oreo milkshake, please, I will tell you my address. And it made me actually want to use this segment uh, a little bit more to talk about more of those first times that are mixture of both. So I have a couple of questions in which I want to kind of just do a roundtable talking about for certain first times. And the first one is something that I actually felt not for the first time, but I've been feeling a lot more recently. And I think Karen and Neza, both of you as as um, equal rights advocates can um, also share this this feeling with me is the first time that you felt like you had a purpose. And it's something that like, to me, I think back on the first time I felt, man, I have a real purpose. And it was singing in church as a kid. Like I remember, oh man, how old was I? I think I might've been seven and I was in Las Vegas and I was singing in a church and the church that I grew up in, you do not, it's not like an applause clapping, you know, like I love going to church with like, I loved go- growing up. I loved going to church with my friends. Cause it's like clapping and it's pianos and organs yeah. and choirs. Yes. And it's like, Absolutely. everybody's pitching in, not the church that I grew up in. <laughs> um, the one that I grew up in was all about, um, reverence and, and practicing that, you know, a very calm, disciplined, you know, 
Exactly. And, and, uh, and I remember feeling purposeful because I went to this church and, uh, and I, and I sang a song and instead of being reverent afterwards, everybody did clap. And I thought Mm. to myself, why did everybody just clap? When you first feel that you're like, what is this feeling? Why do I feel like a, like a a knight riding on a horse, like leading an army? And I was like, oh man, that's purpose. And I look back at it. I I might not have even thought that as a kid. I just look back at that and I'm like, man, that is definitely feeling um, purposeful. So Karen, do you, do you remember the first time that you felt like, oh man, I have a purpose? The memory that comes to mind is also um, related to spirituality, interestingly, and that is um, when I was five years old and my parents sent me to Jewish summer camp. Mm. And to make a very long story short, um, I remember walking onto the grounds of that camp and going inside the building, and I had this feeling that I couldn't put into words. It was like a mystical experience. And it was really not cool as a kid to like religious anything. And my family was not religious at all. So it was kind of like my secret. Like I loved it. I only lived like two blocks away. So I used to like walk down there by myself and like sit inside the sanctuary. And but it was more like not a purpose of this is what I am supposed to be or become because I was too little to really understand it. But it was this the feeling of being connected to that I'll, I'm going to call it the divine purpose or your truth to your truth, the feeling of it. And I'm like pointing at my stomach as I say it, because I can still feel that feeling. Mm-hmm. I think that's something to note, too, for first times, uh, especially with purpose, is it doesn't mean like, OK, you find a purpose and it's like, this is what I must do for the rest of my life. You know, I think uh, for me, at least, I know one of my biggest purposes in life is to do the right thing. And so I always try and do the right thing always. And so it could be as simple as just at one point I did the right thing. It might not have been that because I was singing is my purpose. Singing is my purpose. It could be that I was singing and it was doing the right thing at the right time. And that's why I felt that purpose. But like it could be serving a higher purpose. Totally. That you don't even recognize yet. Neza. Not not that. to put any pressure on you, but we got two <laughs> big old purposes right here. Do you remember the first time that you felt like you had a good purpose? Yeah, I mean, I was also young. I was five. Um, and I think it it was definitely the first time I stepped foot on a stage for me, mm. um, mainly just because there's no feeling like it. And just like like, like Karen, like you said, when you pointed your, to your stomach, there's no real f- There's no words to put in. Alex, you know this, obviously, but there's no words for like the feeling of like being on stage and people just like, I don't know, reciprocating your talent. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and you just feel I just felt like it. That's when I knew that I fell in love. And like that was when I was like, okay, I meant to to entertain. But it wasn't Mm -hmm. until I think going on a trip to Colombia with my family Mm. and, you know, kind of seeing firsthand how my family out there is living versus how I'm living. And then I already knew that I was meant to be on the stage. I already knew that I was meant to perform and whatever. And, but then I think that was the moment that I knew I was like, oh, I meant to do this for them. I meant to, mm. I meant to, I meant to, wow. um, yeah, I meant to, there's a, because no one in my family sings, which is really weird. For me, it came out of nowhere. No, there's no cousins. There's no even like ancestry. There's no one that can sing. So the fact that like, I always feel like God gave me the gift, I guess. Um, I, I know that I was meant to put it for a higher purpose. Wow, that's exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, it's literally like you don't have to be doing the 
exact thing no. in which your purpose is fulfilling but you also kind of ruined my next question um, for the round table <laughs> no no it's actually it's perfect okay. you just answered it before i got the chance to ask it because um as we you know the three of us fight for equality and justice for everybody whether it be you know we're closing out pride month right now whether it be we are you know we're continuing this fight for racial equality and trying to reform the excessive force that is used by um by police and we're actively fighting for these things I think it would I would be remiss, especially if I didn't also recognize that we do live in a country where we are allowed to protest these things, where we are allowed to actually make a change, where we have the opportunity to really fight for change, which is very rare in the rest of the world. There are some countries like Yemen and countries Oof. like um, even even countries in South America in which you are not allowed to even voice your opinion or else you will reach maximum punishment. Yeah. When was the first time that you experienced that culture shock that made you go, wow, I really do live in one of the most, and I don't like using best anymore because our yeah. country is showing its true colors, but I do really <laughs> live in one of the most... Um, Free is the word free, not free. Not even that. It's <laughs> it ain't like, free if you can't walk down the street. But may, I don't know if there's another word that comes to your mind for this. But we do live in a country in which we are allowed to fight for what's right. Yeah. Uh, when was the first time maybe then that you just you went to another country or you experienced another culture and you thought to yourself, uh, this is definitely not what I'm used to. <laughs> I know for me, um, I'm trying to think the first time I traveled out of the country was when I was 18 years old, where I met ocean guys, full circle. But what was the biggest shock was like the advancement in technologies that we had and the advancements that we had as a country, um, you know, with Wi-Fi, with cell phone service, with just the way that we treated each other. I remember going to, um, like going to like regular marts in, in Europe and seeing them like be so much kind of kinder without uh, earning the kindness. Like kindness was automatically given. I remember I lost my phone in Italy. I left it in a bathroom and it was like a brand new iPhone because I remember getting it because I got paid for the first time. And, uh, and I got this brand new iPhone, left it in a bathroom, went back an hour and a half later and the guy at the store was like, yeah, somebody gave this to me and said you left it in a bathroom. Like the, just that level of kind of integrity um, that made me, you know, some things were amazing. Like, yeah, the Wi-Fi is shitty in Europe. There's nothing you can do about it. Um, but at the same time, like people are naturally nicer. There is no, um, it is all like an individual kind of mindset here in America and out there. It's a very collective mindset. So it's what's best for our country, what's best for us as a people and everybody acts on that. Um, so for me, that was one of the biggest culture shocks that I had, which was the first time that I left the country. Um, but uh, Neza, I know you had mentioned going to uh, Colombia for the first time mm -hmm. and experiencing your family and realizing that gave you a purpose. Can you expand on that? Yeah. Um, obviously it's, very different out there. <laughs> um, my family is obviously living in a, a completely different, um, you know, different life than I am. Um, but mainly I think what really hit home was I have a cousin who is in a kind of mental institute. And when I say mental institute out there, it's, it's like a camp. There's no really like indoors, like it's, it's very, um, it's a camp, it's a camp. And I think visiting that for the first time at such a young age, I was like, these kids don't deserve to be living like this. You know, they need mm. better care. Um, you know, and I've always made it a goal that, you know, I donate all the time there. And um, 
I think having another re-culture shock this past November or September, I was in India um, on mm. a trip with the Meet a Wee Foundation. I'm not sure if anyone's aware with Meet a Wee, but um, we basically went out there and I got to experience like the women in Kenya or the women in India, sorry. And because um, Meet a Wee also works in Kenya and I got to live their life for a few days. Like we from morning till night got to experience their life and I got to talk with some of the kids and it's crazy, man. It's, it's, it really puts everything into perspective. And I've, I've never complained about anything <laughs> in my right. life since that trip, you know, and it just, it really makes you want to, you know, do more. And, I, um, I have a, I have an interesting question to ask you because of that. Cause obviously you had mentioned, like, it's obviously changed the way that you think about things. Cause you had the opportunity to live their yeah. real life. Mm -hmm. If you had the opportunity to do it again, to maybe learn more or to just experience it again, would you do the same thing and would you do it the same way? Yes. I'd probably stay longer. We were, we were only, it was a very short trip. It was for a mm. week. Um, I wish I would have been there for months. Um, and I have, I've spoken to me to we, and I, I do want to go back with them, maybe a different country um, and for longer. And um, yeah, I mean, I came back from that trip and told so many stories. I mean, even just being able to sit down and not even in the sense of like um, their quality of life. It was just even like, uh, for example, like we got to sit down with, I think it was like 10 women and we had a translator there and they were like, are you guys married? And we were like, no. And they were completely shocked by that. And they were like, do you have kids? Mm. And I was like, no. And they were completely just thrown off because all these women were married off at 12 years old wow. and they all have like five or six kids. Mm. Um, and so I, I, I think I definitely would want to go back and, and definitely stay for a, a way longer period of time. Mm. Um, just to I think really, it's so important. yeah. Oh yeah. It's so important for us to, to, to learn more about the rest of the world, not only so that we can experience and, and learn how privileged we are truly, but also to learn, I guess, like hearing things like that almost inspires me to want to fight more for, for women's rights for yeah. the freedom of of every human being and and the yeah. freedom that every human being has the same opportunity to make their own decisions in life whether that be the lgbtq plus community people of color immigrants um women any anybody who's at a disadvantage currently i think by understanding how bad it is in other parts of the world we have to, before we can help them, prove that we can do it ourselves and then we can go out and continue to help, continue to help change the rest of the world. But if it doesn't start here in our home, in our country, then it's going to be hard to to convince other people to believe what we believe if our country doesn't believe Well, yeah, things. because it's one thing to read about it, right? Read a Twitter, mm -hmm. go through the hashtags, but then actually living it, actually seeing it like a foot away from you. Like, obviously, not everyone on the planet is going to be able to just travel to you know, a foreign country and do that. But I, it, I hope, you know, it's something right. that I wish everyone could do um, because it really does. It makes, it makes a huge, a huge difference for sure. Karen, you're like one of the most cultured people I've ever met. Like you literally, I, I, you have experienced so many things. What do you have to add to, I guess, like Nez's experience, my experience, any experiences that you have of your own in which it's this real battle, honestly, of, recognizing how privileged we are while we are currently in one of the most important fights, at least for our generation, definitely. Um, what do you, what, anything you have to add to that? I'm so glad you asked the question because as I was listening to the two of you, I was thinking about 
what it's actually like in the United States and that everybody's experience of, quote unquote, being a U.S. citizen is not the same and is very different. And so there, what we're doing right now, to go back to what we were saying earlier, in a way is a reclaiming and a do-over by uncovering things that have been there for a long time that need to be changed and that have needed to be changed for a long time. And so there is a way of maybe when we go to another country, we can we see it through a, more like a tourist's eyes or we bring a, a kind of open-minded curiosity, a respectful curiosity, like, oh, this is so different from my experience. But if you just drive like five miles from your house, there's somebody whose experience is very different from yours. And how do we bring mm. that sense of... Um, like lift, uh, lifting up the dignity of every person and making sure that every aspect of our society reflects that dignity. Mm. That is what I feel like we are being called to question right now. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's like, you know, um, I know that this conversation kind of switched a little bit and I want to bring it back to first times, but this might be, you know, we're fighting for a first time, you know, we are fighting for a first time that, that all people really receive equal treatment, that all people are receiving equal justice, equal rights. Uh, and, and, and I think that's why it's so important. Like you said, you don't have to fly to the other side of the world to experience other cultures, to receive culture shock. You can just look outside your window or take a couple of steps outside of your comfort zone and find that, um, that experience. And a lot of the things you'll experience for the first time. Um, I have one last first time just for fun so we can lighten it before we close the show out. When was the first time you ate sushi? Because it's my favorite food. <laughs> it's my favorite food too. I remember having sushi for the very first time and it's so gross. It was super, mar I mean, the sushi was good, but the story is gross. It was supermarket sushi in my eighth grade school buildings like gym like one of one of my friends had um had like supermarket sushi that their parents put in their packed lunch which by the way sat in their locker for the first half of the day no! we were sitting in the gym post-workouts and he was like you want to try a bite of this sushi I'm getting <laughs> and sick i was like yeah day. sure i didn't i want you to know happy ending i didn't get sick and i still love sushi it's my favorite food to this day karen when was the first time you had the lord's favorite food <laughs> i know um, I, I knew it's blasphemous to say it's very blasphemous to say but it's insane that somebody could love a food more than sushi maybe pizza but definitely sushi oh gosh i knew as soon as you mentioned sea urchin earlier that we were eventually going to get to sushi you know I love food, Karen. I do. Um, the first, I totally remember the first time I ate sushi was on Christmas Eve with my dad. I think I was like in my second year of college. And um, this was like, I'm going to show my age right now. So this was probably like in the early 80s. It was before sushi was really as mainstream, like in American culture, like the way it is now. And mm -hmm. I remember thinking like, this may be the most amazing food I have ever eaten in my entire life. And I was like, just me and my dad, which was also like made it really special. And, yeah. um, and yeah, it was amazing. Oh, it's so good. I love um, Neza. Well, yeah. Tell me the first time that you tasted uh, the heaven uh, and the sea, the heaven. Sea. <laughs> um, my first time was, and it's funny cause it really is my favorite food. Like my parents would bribe me with sushi sometimes. Like if you finish your homework, 
we can go get sushi. Like that was like the thing growing up. But my first time um, having sushi was at a buffet. That was like one of my family's favorite things to do was going to buffets on the weekend. But there was this one particular buffet that it's actually closed now, but we would go there like almost every other weekend. And while everyone else in the family would have like different things on their plate, my plate was always just stocked. With sushi. Just sushi up. <laughs> just, I don't know how I feel about buffet sushi, but I'm gonna let you rock with it. <laughs> it was, totally. It was so good. So good. Oh yeah, yeah. Guys, sushi is my favorite. And there's no better way to end a podcast than talking about sushi. Uh, this podcast literally turned into talking about everything on earth while still managing to handle all of them tying into having your first time experiences with things. I appreciate yeah. both of you, Karen, Neza, you both, uh, your openness and honesty and talking about life. It's so, it's so amazing. But uh, unfortunately the time is closing out. So we got to close this baby up. Thank you so much. Both of you for coming in, and it's my favorite time. It's time for the Not So Shameless Self promo, which is its official name is what I'm going to call it. Uh, Karen, <laughs> start us off with some Not So Shameless Self promo. <laughs> Excellent. You can find me on Instagram or Twitter at K-E Replenish or my website, KarenErlichman.com. Yeah, Neza, give me some N-S-S-P. That sounds <laughs> so gross. That sounds like the grossest thing. Yeah, and then I took her to dinner, and then we went to get some dessert, and then I got that N-S-S-P, baby, the not-so-shameless promo. Um, give, me, give me some not-so-shameless promo. Um, you can find me on Instagram at babyneza and on youtube.com slash neza. Nice. And give us the name of the person you're dating now. <laughs> Ooh, yikes. Next podcast. Ah. <laughs> uh, well, you know, you can always find me at Alex Iono, A-I-O-N-O. It's the best part about having a, a very, very unique last name. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Peace. Peace out. We really want you to get the help you need. So if you need help, please seek independent advice from a competent healthcare or mental health professional. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the podcast author or individuals participating in the podcast and do not represent the opinions of iHeartMedia or its employees. This podcast should not be used as medical advice, mental health advice, counseling, or therapy. Listening to the podcast does not establish doctor-patient relationship with hosts or guests of Alex Iono, Let's Get Into It, or iHeartMedia. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on this podcast. Woof, that's a doozy. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. 
visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.